Hi. How are you? Not too bad in yourself. With all due respect, let's get the small talk. Welcome to Let's Give the Small Talk, a podcast show where we talk about it all, one topic at a time. I'm your host, Tyconis Allison. With that being said, ready, set, stimulate. Let's get small talk. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to episode 50. Episode 50 of Let's Give the Small Talk. I got to say it again, guys. Episode 50. We did it. We did it. We made it to episode 50. This is a milestone. We are going to celebrate. We are going to pat ourselves on the back. We are going to acknowledge our hard work and our success. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for rocking with me thus far. 50 episodes down in the books. I am so, so happy. So, so ecstatic. Once again, guys, I tell you all the time, you know, ever since I started doing this podcast, I finally feel like I'm doing something that matters in the world. And that's such a beautiful feeling. Such a beautiful feeling. So thank you so much for rocking with us for 50 episodes. Wow. Today is going to be a very special episode. Very, very special because we are going to be talking all about love. I told you guys last episode, this entire week is all about love, 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 love. And today I'm going to have the love of my life join me. And we're going to be discussing the five love languages. We just finished reading this book together and we're going to discuss it with you guys. Do you know your love language? Well, let's find out and see. Before we jump into those deep, 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 deep waters, those deep, lovely waters, let's talk about the podcast. If you enjoy Let's Give the Small Talk, please. Please, please, please send this episode link to one person in your phone. Let's continue growing this platform. Everything you've been doing have been working. I deeply appreciate it. Once again, this is the 50th episode of Let's Give the Small Talk. Couldn't have made it this far without you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's jump into our first segment. Score. Goal season is here. I repeat, goal season is here. I want to give a special shout out to all the goal seekers out there. It's the middle of the week, so we are working, working, and stepping. Great job, guys. Keep working. Keep stepping. Once again, this is your 15th week, 15th and a half week of working towards your goal. Wow. Wow. And, uh, you know, like I said, I just finished reading the love languages. So this is another book added to my list. Remember, my goal is to read 25 books in one year. I want to read one book every two weeks. And right now I am on par. I am on par 
and everything has been going well. I'm learning so much. Uh, you know, once again, the purpose of my goal was to become more knowledgeable so I can come share more information with you. And it's been going great so far. It's been going great. And everyone else has been working towards their goals as well. Special shout out to everyone. You guys keep on stepping, you know, and remember, it's a journey. Okay. It's a journey. Every day is not going to be a great day. And every day is not going to be a balanced day. Remember, we don't use the word bad. There's good and there's balance. That's just life. Okay. There's good and there's balance. That's just life. All right. Okay, guys. Once again, keep on stepping. Keep on working. Everything you ever wanted is on the other side of fear. I want you to remember that. Okay. All right. Let's jump into our main topic. Once again, the five love languages. Once again, this episode is titled The Five Love Languages, and I'm going to be joined by a very, very special guest because how can you talk about love without the love of your life being present? Today, we're going to be joined by Alicia. Welcome in, Alicia. Thank you for joining me on episode 50. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You know I love books and you know I love love, so I can't wait to get started. Sounds like a perfect combination to me. With that being said, the five love languages, you know, we we just finished reading this book and it's so rich with information. We can literally be here for two, three hours, uh, you know, like we normally are after we have our our book meetings and reviews. Right. (laughs) But we don't have that much time today. So we're going to just touch on a few different takeaways and key points and questions and feelings and opinions that we had about various things throughout the way while still being informative about the five love languages. So with that being said, Alicia, where would you like to begin? There is just so much in this book. Literally, guys, you have to read the book for yourself. If you haven't already, I highly recommend that you read the book because there is something in this book that will be beneficial to you and your relationship. Once again, you as an individual and your relationship as a couple, as a union. But the floor is yours, Alicia. Where where should we begin? All right. It is definitely rich, but there was this one quote that stood out to me in particular And it said, we have been led to believe that if we are really in love, it will last forever. So I just wanted to ask you, do you believe that love has an expiration date? Mm, That's a good question. You know, I want to get to the point in life where I begin to separate love from relationship. Mm. And what I mean by that is this. I think love gets the blame a lot of the time and is the scapegoat for our relationships. But they're two separate things, two separate entities. Do I think love has an expiration date? No. Do I think relationships have an expiration date? Yes. And here's why. I believe, especially after reading this book and just after experiencing life, I believe that some people just aren't compatible lovers. So the way they love, 
the way they express they love, the way they show they love, just isn't the way their boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, partner likes to be loved. And a lot of times you don't find that out until you're into the relationship past the in love, puppy love stage. Maybe, you know, in the book, it says two years in the in love, the puppy love starts to settle. And now it's the reality of who you two are as individuals and how you guys are going to be in this union. So long story short, I don't think love has an aspiration date, but relationships do. And that's the important part of this book is making sure that you are compatible for each other. But first you have to learn your love language. Mm -hmm. You know, there's five different love languages, guys. If you haven't read the book, we're going to say the five for you. So the first one is words of affirmation. The second one is receiving gifts. The third one is quality time. The fourth one is acts of service. The fifth one is physical touch. So there's five different love languages there. And of course, we can all relate to one or the other. Of course, we are complex beings. But there will be one that stands out a bit higher than the rest, which is why you have to take the quiz to find out. I just want to piggyback on what you said really quickly, because I think it's dope how you separated love and the relationship, because it's very true. I agree that the relationship definitely has an expiration date because relationships are experiences and experiences don't last forever. Some last longer than others. And then I believe that love shouldn't be hard. I don't care what anyone says, because for me, if it stresses me out, I don't want it. So yeah, I agree with what you said. I love how you separated the two. Yeah. You know, it's crazy because Malcolm and I was just discussing the other day, growing up, they tell you all the time, boy, if y'all not going through it, then that ain't real. It's right. not real love. That it, I was telling Malcolm, <laughs> they was trying to teach us how to be toxic before we understood the word. Right. And um, I, I think that is a horrible teaching. Um, but, it, you know, everyone to each his own. But like you said, love shouldn't be hard. Mm-mm. You know, love is supposed to be euphoria. Love is supposed to be ecstatic. Love is supposed to be, you know, a beautiful thing. But somewhere down along the way, it's been tarnished because a lot of times it gets infused with relationship. And the relationship is the union of the two individuals. Mm-hmm. A relationship is two people, two strangers from different parts of the city, the country, the world coming together, primarily, usually under one roof, trying to learn each other while learning themselves and growing and while experiencing this thing called life and having all these things happen to them all at once. And so that is where things can be, quote unquote, stressful because it's a lot, you know, at times. But of course, if you two are compatible, it may, you know, ease things up a little bit. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I just want to go into something that the book taught me. So one thing that the book taught me was to 
verbalize what is important to you, to your significant other. I've been guilty of this. I'm not going to lie. In the past, sometimes I would want my partner to read my mind. And it just doesn't make sense. I want you to read my mind, but then I get mad when you don't. And that's why I think it's so important to read this book. And like you said, determine your love language and your partner's love language. Because if not, it's just a guessing game. You wanted your partner to read your mind. Um, Now, were there like certain clues you were dropping or uh, there's certain things that you guys discussed before that should have been remembered? Why do you feel like they should have been able to read your mind? (laughs) So, all right. Say you do something and then if I don't like it, of course, I'm going to have like a negative reaction or something. So I may get angry, give you the silent treatment. So I just expected people to just figure it out Mm. and then, you know, move accordingly. But it does not work like that. You have to have conversations in your relationship. Yeah. You have to teach people how to love you. You have Mm. to teach people what you like, what you don't like. Like I said, it's not a guessing game. But a lot of the time, that's how we make it. And you know what? You're absolutely right. Because one of the takeaways I took away from this book was, man, the central theme in all these examples that uh, Gary Chapman used, Dr. Gary Chapman used in this book, it was centered a lot around communication. Mm-hmm. I could not get away from how that was the answer to everything. Right. Another thing it made me realize that I was a horrible communicator. Mm. Like now I can look back and take accountability and say, that was not my strong suit. Not at all. Yeah. No, I think we all can work on communication. All of us, you know, until this day, I I think y'all remember in interviews, you know how they ask you, what is, what is your weakness? (laughs) You know? And I'm sitting there in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm, I will never admit to being weak at anything because I, I just think that's like a mindset. So Right. And they tell you not to really say your weakness because it'll hold it against you. Yeah. Yeah. So I learned for myself. I'm like, man, honestly, I think I'm perfect for this job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But- if you want me to answer your question, because what you don't want to say is, I'm not, I don't have anything to work on, then right. you're kind of delusional. Mm-hmm. But since you're asking, I'm going to go this route. And this has been my answer for, for I can't even remember the last time I had a, an interview, but for years ago, it was, uh, I believe that we can always, I can always work on being a better communicator. You know, when you come into new relationships, you work with new team members and coworkers, you want to learn how to communicate with them effectively, da, da, da. and that that used to get me right through the door. Uh, but but that is true though. That's true. Uh, even in your relationship with your friends, with your family, with your loved ones, communication is so key. And it sometimes it sounds so simple, but boys is so hard to find your words. Sometimes, and boys are so hard to to want to say them out loud, to express them, to find a way to not just lash out and say them in a a um, 
cordial way where it could be receptive because here's what you don't want to do, guys. And I talk about this all the time. You you want to talk to someone. You don't want to talk at someone. And anytime you have a message that you want to get across, I want you to also think about the approach and the delivery. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can't always just get whatever you want off your chest because that could just ruin your entire message. And you could have had a beautiful message, but it was just ruined by your nasty approach, by your disgusting tone, by your poor word choice. You know, all I'm saying is if you have something to say, take a little bit of time to figure out how you want to say it. And it might just go a long way. It just might. And it usually does. But once again, in this book, man, from so many different examples, you know, um, I, I know one that really stood out to me is because there's the thing. Sometimes we have different love languages. So I'm going to give you guys one example, right? There's a couple where the husband love language was words of affirmation. So when he cleans the dishes or he fixes the car or he cuts the lawn. All he wants to hear is, wow, thank you so much, dear. Good job. The lawn looks beautiful. All oh, the dishes are already done. Thank you so much. Da-da-da. So just a simple thank you goes a long way to him. It just makes his heart smile. But that wasn't his wife's love language. And her love language was quality time. So even though he was being loved the way he loved to be loved. She was not. And yet they're speaking to Gary Chapman and they're like, yeah, well, he's doing better, but I'm kind of still stagnant. I'm kind of still feeling the same way I felt uh, three months ago since we've been practicing this whole love language thing. And Dr. Gary Chapman, he said, ah, I should have asked. I should have asked about how you like to be loved. You know, words of affirmation is your husband's, but yours, based off what she was telling, what she enjoys, is quality time. So that's just to circle back when I talk about being compatible lovers, quality time and words of affirmation. So she is telling him, thank you. And he needs to spend time with her, giving her his undivided attention. That's one of the things that stood out to me in the book, undivided attention. And it's something that I want to I want to start practicing, too. So even something simple as if she's telling you about her day and you're washing dishes, turn the water off and look at it for a few seconds and listen to her. That goes a long way, you know, quality time. And when the husband start to spend quality time with her, her love tank start to fill up. So she's filling his up. He's filling hers up. And the relationship is just on an all-time high. But once again, it was all because of communication. You know, he had to say what he likes. She had to say what she likes. And they both had to put the effort in. Effort. Mm-hmm. Wow. You just said so much right there. Um I just want to touch on communication again. I think when you're communicating, like you mentioned, it's important. Your delivery is important. So for me, 
if there's an issue or a problem, I don't like to complain. And I don't like when you complain or other people complain about anything. I feel like you have to come with a solution. So even us the other day, like with the dishes. So I made a comment that I wanted us to wash the dishes at night or in the morning, just so that we don't wake up or go to sleep to them, if possible. We'd still both be doing them like we've always done. But um, I didn't come to you and say, can you do the dishes at this certain time? It was like, um, I don't think we should leave dishes at night. What works best for you? We have different schedules. So what days could you do the dishes? What days could I do the dishes? At the end of the day, they're getting done. We're going to solve it. But just having that simple conversation and not accusing anyone of doing anything or getting upset for nothing, it's just that simple. Yeah, the approach is is important. You know, the last thing you want to do is, is accuse someone for not doing something, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for example, let, let's just stick on a topic with the dishes. So if someone is feeling like they're doing the best they can with the dishes and someone is ragging on them or, you know, making them feel like they're not doing a good job at all, that could make that individual feel a certain type of way. And now resentment is starting to build up in the home. It's, it's so important about just approach guys approach. I can't stress that anymore. You know, it's not what you say is how you say it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not what you say is how you say it. So, so please, I know you may be feeling hot inside or upset inside or angry inside sometimes at the person you love, your partner, your spouse, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. But just take a minute. Take a minute to just think about how you want to relay this message because you want the message to get across, right? Because we're not talking to just talk, okay? Nobody is talking just to hear themselves speak. If you want your message to get across, just please take an extra minute or two to figure out how you're going to relay it. Mm-hmm. So um, I just want to go into another situation in the book. Um, Something I noticed about the couples who have different love languages is that they both they all believe that that's the way their partner would want to be loved or that's the best way that their partner would want to be loved. Mm-hmm. But it just goes into a situation that I wanted to talk about really quickly. So it was in the um, chapter of acts of service. So the wife, her primary love language was acts of service And the guy was not fulfilling her love language, of course. And he said something that just really stood out to me. He said, well, I guess I expected it to be like my family. Dad worked and mom took care of things around the house. I just thought that that was the way it was supposed to be. And I was like, yo, his logic makes sense. We spend our entire life with our families. So we're bound to learn from them. But when you realize that your love and your relationship is unique and it's not your parents, it's not your friends, it's not your family members, then you got something there. 
So I feel like we really have to stop comparing our love and our relationships to other people. That's why I can't stand pound relationship goals. No, I don't want what anyone else has. I'm sorry. I'm my own goals. No, we're our own goals. Like, but I feel like that's what happens so often. We compare our relationships, our love languages to our parents, and we just do what we learn. But no, things have changed, honey. Yes, yes. And you know what? I remember that. I remember that example in the book because it stood out and I understood it exactly. But I know you also remember that guy was going in before he married her. Yep. He was doing everything he was supposed to do. He was there to, because remember her love language is acts of service. So while he was courting her, he would um, come over to her home, help her with her chores. Uh, she was a senior in high school. I think he's like a year or two older, uh, but he would help her with her homework, um, all sorts of things. He would go to church with her. and, and But after they got married, Um, He started to just, you know, become, revert back to himself. That honeymoon stage could be really deceiving. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I I just want to read something here, which is exactly on that same part that I actually highlighted, which which is very, very important. But I want to read it to you guys verbatim. So here's the thing. Speaking about that couple. First. They illustrate clearly that what we do for each other before marriage is no indication of what we will do after marriage. Ooh, that's a word. Before marriage, we are carried along by the force of the in love obsession. Mm-hmm. After marriage, we revert to being the people we were before we fell in love. Our actions are influenced by the model of our parents, our own personality, our perceptions of love, our emotions, needs, and desires. Only one thing is certain about our behavior. It will not be the same behavior we exhibited when we were caught up in being in love. Wow. No. <laughs> well, yeah, you can't help but chuckle at that because it's so true. Right. You you will literally do just about anything. 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 I've heard a lot of different That's guys. <laughs> a lot of different guys say, you know, before when we were, you know, dating, getting together, she would do this, she would do that. And and now that we're married. You know, things change. You know, she's not doing this before. She just did this to woo me in. She tricked me. <laughs> da, 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 da. And, uh, you know, we all put our best foot forward. We all put our best foot forward um, in doing what the other person wants. And a lot of times we put ourselves on a back burner because all we want is to make that individual happy. But here's the thing, guys. You didn't hoodwink anybody. You did it. You just forgot about yourself for a little while. But see, you can only forget about yourself for so long before you start to miss yourself. Mm. Before you start to want to do things that 
you like to do again and not just about what she likes. And that's, you know, you ever been in a relationship and in the first six to 12 months, maybe 10 for some, you guys are together every day. You don't hang out with your boys anymore. You don't hang out with your ladies anymore. You just, you just want to stay cuddled up and just spend so much time together. And then like month eight or like month 10, it's like, hey, I, uh, I'm going to go play ball with the guys. It's because you miss that. It's because you like playing ball and you haven't played ball in so long. It doesn't mean that you're not in love or you're not happy in your relationship. It doesn't mean that. It means you're starting to remember yourself again because you put yourself on the back burner for so long because you don't get me wrong. You are happy spending time with her each and every day, but she or he, you know, they're not the whole pie. Mm-hmm. They're just a slice. And it may be half the pie, don't get me wrong, or three quarters <laughs> for some, but they're not the entire pie. Your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your partner, they cannot fulfill you in each and every way that you need to be fulfilled. Everyone has a role to play in your life. Everyone. You benefit from everyone differently. You know, you could have certain conversations with your cousins or with your guy friends or your ladies. And it's nothing wrong with that. That's why there's so many people here with social beings. So don't ever, don't ever feel bad for wanting to do something that makes you happy while in a relationship. Because if you keep putting it off, if you keep suppressing it, then one day you're going to blow up. You're going to feel suffocated. You know, I don't have, my friends are gone. I don't do anything anymore. You know, and she starts yelling at you or he starts yelling at you. It's because you guys have to find a way to balance it, balance it out. Because I'm going to tell you something. It's only so long before you begin to remember yourself again. Mm -hmm. That's why I stress embracing your individuality so much. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's important, man. It is. It's important. You know, T.D. Jakes, I would never forget that. I love T.D. Jakes, man. Me too. And uh, he, he spoke about when you get in a relationship that you forget about you and I. Right. You and I are the individuals. All you think about is us. Mm-hmm. When all you think about is us and you forget about yourself. That's a recipe for disaster, guys. That's a recipe for disaster. So I just want you all to remember that. Remember, there are multiple facets to your relationship. Multiple. You know, some people are parents. You know, there's all different sorts of things. But remember, there is the union, right? The two of you, that special bond. But you also have yourself and she also has herself. And that's a special bond with themselves, okay? So just don't ever ignore that, okay? Once again, the pie is sliced up in various different ways. We could be here all night. I just want to say I highly recommend everyone to read this book. 
is definitely going to open up the floor to a really candid and necessary conversation. A lot of people don't know who they are or what they want, yet they expect someone else to figure it out. And I just think that's wrong. It's like, you don't know your own love language, but you want someone else to figure it out. Mm. Um, But another thing that I noticed about this book is that it's literally for everyone, whether you're in a relationship or not, because just learning how you want to be loved is so important. Um... And it'll help prepare you to get in that relationship. Um, But if you are trying to figure out what your love language is, there was another quote in the book that I really liked. And Dr. Chapman said, your picture of a perfect mate should give you some idea of your primary love language. And I was just like, wow, that's true. So remember back on that episode when you and Malk talked about those lists, Mm -hmm. making those lists of what do you want in a partner? Right? Refer back to that list to figure out what your love language is. Yes, yes, yes. Very true. And and you know what? That's a perfect segue. We should uh we should reveal our results to the uh, to the quiz. That quiz was dope. I really liked it. Yeah, the quiz <laughs> the quiz was amazing. Uh guys, once again, to find out your love language. I want you right now, right now, I want you to go to www.5, the number five, fivelovelanguages.com. As soon as you get there, you will see a button that says, take the quiz, mm-hmm. take the quiz. It's come on. It's less than two minutes. Uh, take the quiz and I'll look at your results. It's it's pretty cool. It's fascinating. Alicia, would you like to share your results first? Sure. Um, I think it was dope because I already knew where my results were going to be. Mm-hmm. But I'll just start from the top to bottom. So number one was words of affirmation. And then number two, they could be flipped back and forth. It was acts of service and quality time. And then receiving gifts and then physical touch. What was yours? Wow. And you know what, guys? I guess I don't need the gold because everything she just said was this. <laughs> Yo, that yeah. is crazy. You yeah. want to know something? I really consider ourselves lucky. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Because not often that happens that yeah. two people have the su- the same love language. And of yeah. course, it could change over time. Mm-hmm. But I just think that's so dope. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, we we are compatible. Mm-hmm. We are compatible, which is why it uh, works the way it does. Right. Um, mine's were just to say it for the record. I was coming in with a whopping thirty-seven percent for words of affirmation. That is my leading love language, and just for words of affirmation, guys, actions don't always speak louder than words. You know, and they said if this is your love language unsolicited compliments mean the world to you. Hearing words like I love you are important or thank you. I love hearing thank you. Um, Really, before you move on, sorry, because people say that all the time. Actions speak louder than words. But for me, your words are everything. Yeah. Like your word is bond. I don't know. And that's why it's so important to me. Yeah. 
But yeah, I like that you threw that in there. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Words of affirmation go a long way for me. And then coming in uh, with the uh, close second and third. Uh, second is acts of service. You know, I like acts of service because it just shows that you were thinking of me. Mm-hmm. And you decided to help me out by doing this or doing that. Uh, that means a lot to me. Um, what I don't recall, because I did take this test 10 years ago. Um, what I don't recall is how close quality time is to acts of service. But now I realize why. So acts of service is at 27% for me and quality time is 23. They're very close. Um, quality time. I spoke to you guys about it in a couple episodes ago. Um, in this book, it spoke about quality conversation. And it reminded me of how each Monday, Alicia and I, we have this, this box of cards that I was telling you guys about. And it's actually called Love Languages. Mm -hmm. And it's just various different questions in there from family to, from, from family to individual to sex and intimacy, couple. There's all different types of things. And we pick up one card. And, you know, we could easily spend, you know, sometimes two minutes on one card or or 30 minutes on one card. Mm -hmm. And it's the stories that we share throughout our responses is, is why, um, you know, one is communication, but why we continue to get to know each other. You know, you can never know everything about someone because no one knows everything about themselves. Exactly. You know, we're always growing and changing and there's tons of memories, you know, and uh, these cards bring that about and it helps you learn uh, why we are the way we are. Uh, so I understood why quality time was so close. A lot of times in the past, I thought of quality time just like cuddling up, watching a movie. And that's cool, too, sometimes as long as all the work is done. <laughs> then I don't feel guilty. <laughs> but um, but something as reading uh, those cards and answering those questions, I can do that each and every day. That, that really means a lot to me. Um, but yeah, number four was receiving gifts. Um I'm not big, big on receiving gifts. I like a gift every now and again, because once again, it shows that you were thinking about me. And, you know, I think the best gift you can ever get is something that someone wants and not what you want them to have. And so when the gifts are spot on, it just it just makes me smile. Um, but also one thing I know about myself is one of the ways I like to express my love is by giving gifts. I know I definitely like to... Um, uh, give gifts, but it's also like a surprise. You know, I, I like to, you know, keep that element of surprise and just show that I was thinking about you. And then physical touch, physical touch was fifth for me. But like I said, you know, our, our numbers mirror each other and it makes sense. That's crazy. <laughs> it makes sense. And it's, it comes full circle guys is listen, you know, if your relationship doesn't work out, if your marriage doesn't work out, it's it's not the end of the world because everything isn't meant to last a lifetime. Notice I didn't say forever. Everything isn't meant to last a lifetime. But whenever you go into your new relationship or if you're trying to rekindle, because maybe you guys just haven't identified your love languages and maybe there's still hope there. So, you know, take this quiz. You know, if things are a little bit rocky, if things could be uh, spruced up or could be better, take the quiz. You know, this book is all about examples, testimonies of people who are on the rocks and ready to call quits. And three, six, nine months later, they were lovebirds all over again. Uh, so, you know, don't give up if you care. 
Don't give up. Take the quiz and try. And uh, if it doesn't work out, that's okay too. Your next time around, you know how you like to be loved and you know how you uh, like to express love. And hopefully you meet someone who's compatible as well. Because mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. Once again, I don't think love expires, but relationships do because everybody isn't compatible. And you usually don't learn that until after a year or two. So don't be discouraged. There is someone out there for everyone. I do believe in that. Yeah. So I know we're wrapping up really quickly. I just want to say, just keep in mind that all love languages matter. So, of course, get to know your partner's primary love language. Get to know your partner's primary love language because it's important. But that doesn't mean that you forget about the other ones. So if your partner's love language is words of affirmation, still continue to do acts of service, spend quality time, buy gifts, um, do some physical touch because they all matter. And I think that's something that really works between us is because we do everything. We do it all, but we really focus on each other's primary love language. But yeah, just remember that they all matter. Yes, they do. They do. A little bit of this, a little bit of that goes a long way. So if mm-hmm. you, if you're kind of touching on all of them in a sense, that's good. It goes a long way. All right, guys. Once again, this is episode 50. This is a very, very, very special episode. And before... Thank Let's you. go! Episode 50! Yes, yes, yes. Uh, before we go, guys, Alicia and I just wanted to share a little bit of news with you. Um, uh, if if you listened to the two episodes ago about Valentine's Day, I shared a, a cool fact with you guys that... Um, Valentine's Day is, you know, known as the day of love for many. And on that day, uh, something special tends to happen for, for many couples across the world. And uh, Alicia and I would like to formally let you know today that she said yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> she said yes. It's a wife to be, y'all. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, uh, we're both very excited. Yes. And we can have a whole episode on this uh, <laughs> for certain, just the build up, the lead up and the how and and everything. But um, right now we're just relishing in, in the uh, euphoria and uh, and we're, you know, very happy and, and looking forward to uh, uh, taking things to the next level. Right. Chapter. The craziest thing, though, is that multiple people told me. Read this book, The Five Love Languages, before you get married. Mm. And here we are. We literally just finished it. Wow, that's crazy. And I'm like, wow, I'm glad I did. Yeah, yeah, yes. So uh, once again, guys, please read this book, man. I recommend something to you each and uh, three times a week. I recommend something for you to read this book is one of my top three favorite books of all time. This book actually, when I read it 10 years ago for the first time, it inspired me to want to write a book about love. And so it's really good, really good. Um, But before we go, I want to thank my fiance, Alicia, for joining me. Thanks for having me. In this very special episode, episode 50. Yes. uh, 
Thank you so much. It was it was great. It was, as always. Thank you. Do you have any last parting words that you would like to share with everyone? Um, I would just say read, 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 read. And if there are any women out there who would like to read more, I do have a book club called the Lit Queens Book Club, which is a virtual book club for Black women. And it's just a safe space for us to celebrate African-American stories and then share our stories and our perspectives as well. So we read one book a month, discuss it two times a month. So yeah, if anyone's interested, we're on Instagram. We have a Facebook group. It's lit. Yes, yes. The Lit Queens Book Club, guys. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Great books. Um, and wonderful conversations. Mm -hmm. Definitely check it out. Absolutely. All right. With that being said, once again, thank you, Alicia, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Let's jump into our next segment. Have a treat. Have a treat. So you know what? Guys, as you know, each and every episode, I recommend something for you to read, something for you to watch, something for you to do, because... You deserve a piece of your own pie. And what pie is that you're talking about, Ty? The pie of your time and your energy. Save yourself some. Okay? Don't give it all away. All right? Save yourself a little slice. You know what? It's time to go grab a fork because it's time to have a treat. Now, what I recommend that you watch is one of my favorite movies. I get so giddy inside and so happy when I'm talking about this movie because I love this movie. The movie is titled Southside With You. And Southside With You is a movie about the first date of Barack and Michelle Obama. I love this movie. This is a family movie. I know I watched this movie with Aaliyah and Alicia. Just Oh, it's so beautiful, you know, just to see where they started and everything they have accomplished since then. Wow. It's really it really is amazing. It's inspiring and it makes my heart smile. I want you guys to check it out for yourself. Once again, Southside with you. It is a movie about it's a fictional movie. It's not a documentary or anything. It's a fictional love story about. Barack Obama and Michelle Obama's first date is really good. You guys check it out. Boy, did they come a long way. I am so happy for them. Okay, now for something to read. Well, you already know what I'm going to recommend. I want you to read the five love languages. Read the five love languages. It's a beautiful book. It is rich, rich with information. And it's one of those books you can actually just refer to for the rest of your life, to be honest with you. There's so much in there that you can use to better your relationship and better yourself. It's really good. I really, really, really highly recommend that right now you go purchase or read The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. All right. Now for something to do. I want you guys to do two things for me. Okay. I want you to do two things. The first thing I want you to do is if you are a queen and you enjoy to read, 
And even better, if you enjoy to have great, riveting, compelling conversations, then I want you right now to join the Lit Queens Book Club. You just heard Alicia talk about it. You just heard her talk about it. I want you guys to go join and enjoy. It's a beautiful, beautiful book club. Once again, the books are great, but the conversations are, oof, wow, wow. They have some very, very powerful conversations. So please join the Lit Queens Book Club. And after you do that, I would like you to do the quiz, the five love languages. So you can go to Facebook right now and join the Lit Queens Book Club or on Instagram. And then go to www.thenumber5lovelanguages.com and take the quiz. Okay? All right. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. Once again, we are celebrating all day and all night. This is the 50th episode. We did it. We're doing it. We're not stopping. This is only the beginning. Only the beginning. And you can mark my word on that. Okay. All right, guys. Before you leave, I want to ask you this question. How do you like to be loved? Better yet, how do you love to be loved? Thank you.